Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, stranger. Uh, oh my God. Hi. Avrin. Hi. I missed you. It's been so long. I know. I know. I've been gone, you guys. I've been in on the West Coast. Or no, I've been on the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? Where am I? Where Uh, are you, Vanya? I know. I just got back a couple days ago. I was in Virginia for a wedding, which had been postponed a couple times. Right, yeah. And it was, you know, it was definitely stressful. I did not take my husband or my kids, so I was alone um, you know, just to keep everybody safe. But even in that, traveling right now is, especially with this stupid Delta variant. I know. Listen, if I could murder anything, I would murder that. I'm just like, Ugh. The Delta variant? Yes. <laughs> I would murder all of COVID. I would just yeah. I would just go on like a rampage, a murdering rampage. Just murder the COVID. And there would be no... <laughs> yeah, exactly. There would be no ROM involved. It would just be pure... Uh, just be a pure murderous rage. Yeah, rage crime. <laughs> So no, but I got home and like late, I took a at home test, which they have now you can take, which is great. Yeah, that is cool. I haven't tried one of those. I work catering events. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while. And they all require COVID tests. So I feel pretty like up to date. I get a COVID test like every two weeks at this point. That's great. It's kind of nice to be like, okay, I'm still all right. I, I kind of want to get an antibodies test just like out of curiosity. Me too. Because that's how you know like how effective your vaccine is currently. They are saying, you know, after what is it? Is it eight months later you're supposed to get a a booster? But there was something in the New York Times today, some article that was saying, does is it is the efficacy of the vaccine really waning or is the Delta variant just a bitch? Oh, once again, Mm -hmm. let's murder that Delta variant. So I don't know if that's true. We'll see. But um, no, but I actually love that. I didn't even know about the antibodies test until I was listening to Smartless, which I love. And me too. That's where I heard them talking about it. And I was like, oh, I want that. Me too. I'm sure that's not free. Like, no, the vaccine. No, no. Mm-hmm. I bet you. But it'd you. be good to know if, I, like, you're if you've got a lot of antibodies. I bet you're but right. the Delta variant is, I mean, obviously, it's a way worse strain, and so it makes sense that it's not necessarily that the vaccines need a booster shot. It's just that this this variant is worse than the original one that I they know. made the vaccine for. So it just makes everything yeah. so stressful. It's like I know, just as you thought, life was starting to look just more a normal wee bit, you know yeah just a wee and it bit. just feels like such a backtrack uh you know how they say when you push pain away 
It's mm-hmm. it like makes it worse. You just have to move through the pain. So I need to move through this reality instead of pushing this reality right. away because I have been so stressed out about it. And like yeah. I had fun, and you know everyone at the wedding was vaccinated, and which is great. That's a nice thing to know. Took tons of precautions, and yeah. It's just so stressful. And I know everyone out there probably is feeling the same thing. And just when you have kids who can't be vaccinated yet is extra stressful. Right, for sure. Every time I turn on the radio, Avrin, it was like, uh, because I had rented a car and it would just flip on whatever the the local radio station. By the way, radio stations near Washington, D.C. are so intense because they're always talking about traffic. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's like, whoa, (laughs) I did not want I wouldn't want to be one of those people who lived in like Arlington and had to drive in every day. But anyway, I digress. But like, you know, you pop on and the new or, you know, turn on the radio and the news is like uh, first four year old to die of COVID. Every single second is about something really horrible. So you know, it's not doom scrolling, but it's like, do I, for mental health, like, stop any sort of news in my life? Or Right. It's hard because you want to stay informed, right? Exactly. But yeah, you don't want to necessarily fall into the trap of being, like, paralyzed by what you hear because exactly. it's all horrific. I know I had to – I don't really post on social media very much usually anyway, but I was, like, finding a funny, like, meme or gif to, like – post and say like thank you for all the birthday love oh yeah and as i was like scrolling through stuff uh, the news was on and um obviously anybody who you know watches anything or reads anything news will know that like that my birthday is the 25th and on the 26th was the terrorist attacks in kabul and so i was like oh i can't it just felt like inappropriate and weird to be like it was like a Kristen Wiig, like, dancing thing I was going to post. And I was oh, like, yeah. that doesn't, that feels insensitive. <laughs> um, and then as the as the week progressed, every day was never a good day to do it. And I realized, like, there never will be if I'm basing it on the news of the day. It's there will true. never be an appropriate day to post, yay, for love and life. And that's something that I need to work on. Just being like, it's okay. It's okay to say thank you for all the birthday love, you know, it even is. though there's tragedy happening all around us. Adding that to it, too, it's like... We want to be able to celebrate the little moments. And I think we need to yeah. be, to do we need to do it to be like safe, normal human brains. But it is Absolutely. hard when you're like, I want to help. What do I do? Oh, my God. Why is right. this so intense? So the trip was intense, but good. It was good. And I was so happy to hug my children. But my littlest one, my mom was saying, and I think this is actually kind of true. You know, when you leave for a while and your dog is mad at you? Yeah. So that's how my son is right now. Like, oh, he won't even hug me right now, Evan. <gasps> what? This morning when it was time for him, because usually when they wake up, I do like a puppy pile snuggle, you know? Right. And Amelia's all over it. My daughter, she's like, you know, obviously. But my son is just like rejecting me left and right. And I know I... Like I mentally know it's been a tough couple of days. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I bet. I mentally know what he's doing, but I'm also like, just let's hug, please. Just, Come on, let's hug it out. Just be like, let's hug it out, bro. It's gonna be okay. I'm back. I'm like, don't reject me, you little <laughs> shit. I'm just kidding. You're like, you're gonna go on trips too, and you're gonna go without me, and I'm not gonna do this to you. Yeah, it's hard reasoning with small children. I like know, <laughs> I know, it's true. And then when we were, when I was away, when he went, we were FaceTiming. He refused. He's like, no, I don't, no. So, oh, working yeah. through that myself too. Um, 
But I was, I missed your birthday, so I can't wait to celebrate with you this weekend. I know. I've like, that worked out so nicely that the gift that my husband got for me is actually like a date night with Vanya. We're going to go outside. It's going to be outside, but we're going to go see some live theater. And I'm so excited. Me too. I am beyond. And we will update you guys on all of that. We're going to see some Shakespeare and I can't wait. I can't wait. But it's going to be amazing. This brings us to this week's topic. What? What happened? Adam Mackey, what did you do on your birthday? So um, as anyone who's listened to this before knows, um, Vanya's the rom and I'm the crime. And so on my birthday was on Wednesday, the 25th. On Monday night, we did like a birthday dinner because my husband had to work on my actual birthday. His days off are weird. They're Monday and Tuesday. Um, So we did like a big fun birthday dinner. And at dinner, my father-in-law, who is a, a news correspondent for ABC and he does things like 2020 like those those packaged like um, produced news stories and he was saying that his latest episode is going to be on uh, Robert Durst and then he said and um, if you want to have you could come with me I'm to the trial he's testifying this week and I was like shut the front door (laughs) like what and he was like yeah I'm going every day this week and so I was like like are you gonna go on Wednesday and he said yes, and I said so. Like for my birthday, you're gonna you could take me to see Robert Durst testify at his murder trial, and he was like, "Sure can." Oh my so God. my sister in law and I accompanied him. It is a closed hearing, um, but like like presser invited to. You know, there was mostly I think there was only journalists in the in the gallery, and it was just fascinating because it felt both. You know, just bizarre to be there. It was a smaller courtroom, um, obviously COVID, so everyone's masked. Um, but like, I was not very far from Robert Durst, Whoa. is what I'm trying to say. Whoa. Like, and it felt like he was staring right at me and my sister in law. And then we thought for sure at one point they took a break and we were just sitting there. And he, he is very old and um, in like a wheelchair. So he just stayed put where he was testifying while the jurors got a break. And Jenny and I both swear we could be mistaken, but that he like waved at us. And oh we were like, God. oh. So for anybody out there who isn't <laughs> familiar with Robert Durst, I just want to, I'm not going to go into the whole sordid thing. Because yeah. this the, the exciting thing is that I just got to watch a murder trial live. Um, and it was, you know, both equal parts fascinating and dull, as you would imagine. Sure. It's like very repetitive, a lot of, you know, objections, overruled, sustained, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was funny because the, I guess the takeaway for me, it was just, they're basically trying to paint a picture of like, he's a liar, right? He's proven to have perjured himself I think something like 49 times. Whoa. And they even he, he even has ways of like he refers to the perjury from a previous trial as like minor perjury. It was just minor perjury. What? And I was like, <laughs> perjury is perjury, dude. You're yeah. under oath. You can't lie. There's not like levels of it. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And it's just, you know, uh, these kind of crazy stories he's come up with because the the trial right now is for the murder of Susan Berman, who is one of his best friends who was shot um, around Christmas in the year 2000. And um, so it's a long time ago. So a lot of the so-called like witnesses that could alibi him are no longer living or like off the grid. You know, he claims to have been like out buying weed from somebody who didn't have electricity or a phone or any way to be reached to like verify. So, it, you know, 
I know innocent until proven guilty, y'all. But if you've done any like document watching or reading about this guy, I'm pretty sure he did it. That's just my opinion. I'm not on the jury, so I don't have to be impartial. Um, But so Robert Durst is the son of like real estate tycoon bajillionaires in New York City. They own several of like the, you know, big old buildings, skyscrapers that make up that skyline. And um, he first was thought to have probably murdered his wife, Kathy. She disappeared on uh, January 31st of 1982. And to this day, no one has ever found her body. Um, But it's kind of one of those things like no body, no crime. And so he's never been charged with it, but it's been widely believed One, that he had something to do with her disappearance. And then two, that his best friend since college, Susan Berman, knew and perhaps helped him cover it up, which is the motive for why he would have then murdered her right when the police had just decided to reopen the investigation into her disappearance since she was murdered like shortly thereafter. Um, And so it was interesting. They were bringing in a lot of Kathy stuff. Like, that's his wife that disappeared as like as evidence in this trial, even though that particular case has never gone to trial. And then um, so the motive for him killing his best friend is that she was going to she was going to talk. She was going to flip on him. And she is an interesting woman as well. So she was a writer, but she was kind of famously like the daughter of a big mobster in Vegas who took over um, the Flamingo Hotel, I believe, after Bugsy Siegel was gunned down in Los Angeles. I can't remember her father's name, but so she grew up like in casinos. She was a writer. She wrote great stories about her life, Um, but she also struggled financially on and off. And um, she and Bobby Robert Durst were super like super tight all the way back to their college days and had remained very good friends. Um, And so much so that like he'd even, I think just loaned her like a very large amount of money to help her keep her bungalow um, just outside of Beverly Hills because Mm. the, the lady who owned it was like trying to get rid of her. So there was like a lot of potential. They were like, was it a mob hit? Was it this crazy landlady trying to get, you know, who had like a shotgun or something, but really it comes down to, a note that was anonymously delivered to the police in California that had Susan Berman's address and then just the word cadaver written in it. And Robert Durst has since admitted that he is the one that wrote that letter and dropped it off to like alert them to her body. But he's saying that why would he do that if he'd murdered her? Anyway, it's all very interesting. We'll see what happens. But this is not the first uh, murder trial that he has faced. He never faced one for Kathy, but he did face one for the murder of his neighbor, Morris Black. So after Susan uh, was murdered in 2000, I guess um, because he, you know, probably did it. Yeah. Kind of just like dropped off the face of the earth. And what he did was is he moved to Galveston, Texas where he posed as a mute woman named Dorothy Siner. That's absolutely bonkers. Have you guys ever watched The Jinx? I highly recommend it. I didn't watch it yet. Or you could watch the Ryan Gosling movie, All Good Things, which is also kind of about Kathy, I think, mostly, but it goes into this. Um, But yeah, so he posed as a mute woman named Dorothy Siner, Siner, Kiner. It's a C. Um which is actually the name of someone he went to school with. So he used like a real name. And then in 2001, parts parts of Morris Black's body kept washing up in bags on the shore of Galveston, Texas. So they were like, well, this man is dead. They never found his head. But then when they started to investigate, now that they realized that he had 
been killed, um, they find a blood trail leading directly from Morris Black's apartment to Dorothy's apartment. Uh oh. And um, they arrest Dorothy, aka Robert Durst. Um, he posts bail and then he goes on the run. What? Like fleas and is caught in Pennsylvania shoplifting a sandwich from like a Rite Aid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and has been. Um, brilliantly by his defense attorneys. And I don't know, I never got to see the defense attorney in this one. This was the cross-examination by the prosecutor that I saw. So I didn't see his defense attorney at work. But so he was um, charged with the murder of Morris Black, but he was acquitted because of self-defense. They're saying that like there was a struggle over a gun. His life was in imminent danger. And so he killed him in self-defense. And so the only charge he faced was like the illegal or something about the disposing of a body or like hurting a corpse. But that's it, because acquitted for murder. But now he is back on trial for murder of Susan Berman. And we will we will wait and see what wow. happens. Yeah, with that. And it's interesting because one thing that that they did mention, this is just a, a fun fact, I thought, um, when they were talking about Kathy and like why he would maybe have a motive to want to get rid of her is he had started having an affair with Prudence Farrow, Mia Farrow's sister, Shut. which we just covered in our last episode. And I learned that Prudence Farrow is the person behind the Beatles song, Dear Prudence, no. because they all like were in India with the, you know, all the yogis together. Dear Prudence. Won't you come out to play? And so I guess she was very serious about it in her practice. And they were all a little more like, we're also having fun and yeah. playing music. And they could never get her to come out and play. Hence the lyrics to Dear Prudence. Okay. Um but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, oh. That's such a strange link. The pharaoh, the pharaoh popped back in. Yeah. yeah. But it was, um, but yeah, it was a really interesting experience. I cannot, I look forward to seeing my father-in-law's 2020 episode on this. Absolutely. Knowing that I got to see a little of the behind the scenes. You'll have to let us know when it, when it airs. I will. I will. I will. Because I know he'll let me know. I think they probably have to wait till the trial concludes in order to have that makes sense story. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. And apparently he just finished um, like, or he's supposed to finish testifying tomorrow. And that's like a lot of yeah. time on the stand for him to add more minor perjuries yeah. to his story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, also the fact that he was acquitted after like sawing people's like body parts. I know. That seems a little aggressive. I mean, what's her name? From uh, our season opener of episode three, Francis Toto went to jail for four years for right. trying to murder her husband. By the way, I sent this to you yesterday, Avrin. We got a message. This is just a quick di- diversion. Um, we got a message from the granddaughter of Francis and Tony Toto from our episode one, season three uh, episode about... So cool. About how they listened to it and how they loved the episode. And, that- and even the grandparents listened to it. <laughs> Tony, it's Tony and Francis, right? Yeah. They listened, which that to me, I was like, that's way cool. They And they liked it, which makes me really happy. And, um, you know, she did mention that some of the articles were not all accurate and this and that. So I'm sure right. our information maybe wasn't fully um, There's always formed. more. Yeah. Always more to the story, as as they said. But I love, I was dying. But like, she went to jail for um, four years because... 
and, and her husband didn't want to press charges. <laughs> Guys, yeah. if you haven't listened to that episode, you really should. It's it's a it's fun really one. good. Yeah, and maybe check out that movie. But listen to the episode first, just in case the movie is not your is not your bag. Absolutely. I re listened to the episode because I was like, oh my god, I hope we didn't say anything bad. And I don't think we did. we mostly made fun of the movie that was called "I Love You to Death" with Kevin mm-hmm. Klein in it. And but I think we might have called Tony a scumbag once. And so sorry, but you know, you kind of you kind of worse, Tony. I am sure he's an avid listener now so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was very cool when yeah. you sent me that I was like get out of town that's I so know. random and exciting I so know. and then yeah. also crazy about the pr- prudent prudent or prudence prudence, prudence. Pharaoh. Prudence. so the, he yeah. was dating her like 20 years ago well, no, in 1982 oh, is 82. when his wife disappeared. Oh, and oh, oh. Around, that was around the same time he was having the affair with Prudence Sparrow. I see, I see. I was thinking yeah. it was the same time that the best friend died. No. Gotcha. No, so the best friend was shot in 2000, shortly after the police decided to reopen the investigation into Kathy Durst's disappearance. Hence, that would be his motive, because many people have assumed and thought for a long time that Susan Berman helped him, either with like a cover-up or... Um, I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, that like Susan, maybe after she disappeared, called someone and pretended to be her to like oh. to, to like confuse police into thinking she was still alive. But again, she never got a chance to even if if she was going to at all talk to the police. She never did do that. So we don't Jeez. actually know. That is just wild. So when you went into the courtroom, was it like, could you feel like the excitement in the air? Or was it more like everybody was just going about their business and be like, dumb to dumb? It, it definitely felt like everyone was just going about their business. And I think that's because it is not like a public trial. Right. So it's not like, you know, there were not very many people there. Um, the jurors were like, I thought they looked kind of hilariously like, bored which is fair because you <laughs> yeah. know I mean, they're paying attention for sure but one thing that was just kind of hilarious is you know how can you ask the same question like 17 times like slightly switching up the way you ask it uh. and then so that was what a lot of the obje- objections were like you're wasting time like asked and answered already and i was like yep i agree with that actually asked and answered already not answered truthfully necessarily but right. i think we've we were driving this a little bit too hard that must be a tactic right I, it's got to be right. Um, like you're trying to trip them up or get them to switch their story or something. I don't know, but it was fascinating. And um, it was just like the wildest, weird way to spend a birthday. And yes. I'm like, all that's right, 39, perfection. show me what else you got. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm going to go to jail for murdering Delta. Kidding. Yeah, that's no, your, no. that's your, that's going to happen for you this year. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to go to jail. I couldn't handle it. Um, I really couldn't. Uh, oh, so I got to also go see Alanis Morissette and Garage. Um, oh garage, my gosh, no, right. Garbage um, perform in Virginia Beach, which was... How was it? Was it, it was amazing? On, it was very, very cool. It was so... I think um, Shirley Manson from Garbage is incredible. And it, what we were just talking about, it made me... There's that song, I would die for you. Yeah, I would die. <laughs> and then at the end, she's like, I'd spend time for you. And I was like, I would not go to jail for anyone. Not even my children. I couldn't handle it. I would just be like, no, no Jail I'm sorry. sounds like really awful. But Alanis's voice was, she's kind of a diff, she's like an animal, it's something crazy. She held notes that I have never, I I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like her mouth was open so big and the notes were held for so long, it felt extraterrestrial to me. It was crazy. Yeah, it was really good. And I heard it was like, weren't they doing like 
it was like a jagged little pill. Like it was a throw. Yes, they did the entire album. <gasps> oh, I'm so jealous. I would have lived for that. Yeah, it was like cut with a few different songs. And, you know, they she took a couple songs from the beginning of other albums and then flowed into a jagged little pill song. And then she also sung three uh, songs from her newest album, which were really good. And I didn't, I hadn't listened to the album. And so I did take a listen before we went. And there's one song called Ablaze. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I was crying very hard when I was listening and I was looking at the lyrics because it's based, it's talking about how it's, she has three kids. She has a two-year-old, a five-year-old and a 10-year-old now. Wow. But she's talking about how she, her job is to keep the light in your eyes ablaze. All your innocence and fire when you reach out I am here, hell or high water This nest is never going away My mission is to keep the light in your eyes ablaze I'm gonna cry. Good Lord. Oh. It was really good and I I, I don't know she's her stuff is more so very wordy now you know it's not so poppy like there's not a lot of hooks I think having a hook is okay what did Steven Sondheim say that's what Mike Mike my friend Mike told me he's like Steven <laughs> Sondheim was like it's okay to have a hook or whatever but yeah she doesn't really have them so it's, it's it's not like the easiest album to listen to but that song was really good and there was another one called smiling that's really good too but anyways I digress I love that you got to see them how much fun I also I just realized because obviously Mike is one of your closest friends and the co-host of your other podcast. Yeah. And he and I have the same birthday. That's so right. how funny is it that you host two podcasts That's weird. where both of your co-hosts have hey, the August, August 25th, 25th birthday. Birthdays. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it must Are mean you, something special. We have the right connection, must, I guess. That's right. The energy is right. The chemistry is right. I love Mike, too. I hope I hope he just lived and died for that concert. I know he loves Alanis. Yeah, he did. It was it was great. It's a great birthday. I love it. He gets to go to Alanis. I get to go to a murder trial. And we're both thrilled <laughs> with our, our birthday experiences. It's perfect. <laughs> and then we, you and I, and thank you, James, get to go see some theater. I cannot wait. I know. I'm so excited, especially because we've been. I've mentioned that Shakespeare Festival out in Topanga Canyon to you so many times because yes. it just looks so beautiful and it's outside and yes. I love Topanga Canyon. Yes. So I'm very excited about it. Oh my gosh. You guys, thank you so much for joining us on this sort of mini episode. Yeah. Next week, we've got some really good uh, things, some rom crimes for you. And I will say last week, I re-listened to that episode. I had, and I want to apologize to anyone, I had a hard time performing that episode because it was so sad. the 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 whole thing with with Woody Allen is just it really depressed me. It was one of those yeah. really deep down dark feelings. I feel like I had a hard. I re listened to the episode. And I'm like, wow, you really had. A, I had a hard time even speaking in that episode because it was awfulness. You know? Yeah, it was. It was hard. It was a lot. It wasn't so rommy at all. Like the. The ROM was not Rami. The ROM was just Yeah, gross. we'll make sure the next ROM is super <laughs> Rami. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we adore you guys. And Avern, I'm yes. so happy to be back. And I can't wait to hold you in my arms this weekend. I'm so happy you are back. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 
you enjoy our podcast. If you do like it, please rate, review, and subscribe to Rom Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can follow Rom Crime on all social media platforms and send us messages for things you'd like us to cover in the future. You can also email us at romcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Join us for bonus content exclusively on Patreon. We'll see you next Friday for another Rom Crime with Avern and Vanya. Produced, directed, researched, and edited by us. Till next week. Mm-hmm.